When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. He's standing in front of you. What does he look like? It was like he was fucking born to be up there. It was amazing. This is elite club work. You know what he's like? His focus is insane. John Ryder, the fighter, in that mind frame of, and I'm going to shock the world. John Ryder. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hola, Senora Groves. Groves. I've been practicing my rolling R's for John Ryder yeah. in Guadalajara. I'm getting good at it, man. How, how are you? How's, how's Blighty? We had almost a bit of sun yesterday or today, and I almost got the sombreros out. Mac- <laughs> me. What are they called? Macarena- Macarenas? Macarena. Hey, Macarenas. Maracas. I lit the barbecue, the old Argentinian barbecue. I mean, that's the South American as I got, but no tacos. How are you getting on, more importantly? How are you? What's new? So I got here late on the Tuesday. Tuesday, some John Ryder fans on the plane, which is always nice to see. And then straight into business on the Wednesday. So we had the pre-press conference press conference, which does exist, where we spoke to both men. Caught up with both of them as we're hanging around for this main event presser. As big a presser as I've ever seen, including Floyd Mayweather and Anthony Joshua and all the big fights I've covered over the last decade or so. Ryder's up there, giving it the big one. Tony Sims, really nice speech, you know, like thanking everyone and say, you know, acknowledging his son, Charlie. What a moment for that family, by the way, as well not only for John Ryder but it was a great presser spoke to all the guys we'll get into that in a minute but um, yeah it's here man and like it's one of them where it's a, it's a moment John Ryder cares a lot about moments in life and he think you only have to listen to our episode with him he thinks a lot about that it's a, it's a ama- it's amazing thing about this sport and it, is, it doesn't happen in any other sports what a moment for John Ryder and you just never know paint a picture for us what, what is Guadalajara like is there billboards of Canelo up everywhere is there boxing gloves hanging from everyone's windscreen wipers so Ryder arrived at the airport Apparently got mobbed. I mean, Eddie said it was mobbed. It's not like this hostile, yeah, welcome to hell and all that stuff. It's not like that. They love their boxing. They're very respectful. He's had a lovely welcome. He's been in LA to finish off his training camp last week. And it sounds like it wasn't great there. He said the air wasn't good. Weather wasn't great. Did his last spars and whatnot. But he was so happy to get to Guadalajara. The air's cleaner and he's happy. It's the altitude. There is altitude here as well, i.e. boxing at higher altitude than he's used to, which could be his undoing. You never know. Uh, He says he's, he's tried to combat that. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm in John Ryder's shoes, it couldn't have gone any better here. He's just living every second of it. It's a bucket list, isn't it? Me- Mexico, let alone Mexico against Canelo, Cinco de Mayo, all of that. It couldn't be a more an iconic moment to box Canelo for Ryder. And I mean, it's more a question for you, George. These last few days when you're going into a big fight like this, what's the mindset? This is brand new to John Ryder, brand new to pretty much any fighter to come in at this level. He's got hope that he's done the hard work and that it's all gone right. He's decided that LA was the right place to finish his camp. Makes a lot of sense to get this that side of the world. And then it's only a short hop on a flight I'd imagine that's how he's done it to get to Guadalajara I used to like to get to the town or the city 
or the place where we were fighting the latest Monday. So you've got like five whole days, feels like six days to sort of acclimatize to the area. The press is usually a performance. He won't feel like there's pressure on him because they're there to see Canelo Alvarez, who's the champion in his hometown. But he's going to want to give a good account of himself. You know, he's going to want for everyone who's traveled for him, you know, give reasons for, for their hopes and dreams to come true. I think he's their own deck. Does he like to sit and chew the breeze and talk it over, talk it to death? with Tony Sims or Dan Lawrence or some of the other guys out in camp I don't know if, if Connor Ben's out there Connor or Ben's there yeah you know or does he just want to be left alone now it's actually funny because he they did the start and he, like you say performance he did the bit at the start where he's sort of on the dais and saying whatever only a little bit not a lot then they bring in Mauricio Suleiman, they bring in Eddie Reynoso, bring in Canelo. It's all in Spanish and there's no translation. So right, they're just sat there and chilled. Their job done. They're not, there's not even a minuscule hint of hostility here from Ryder. He's not trying to wind anyone up. He's not being brash and anything. He's getting an easy ride in terms of how the people are responding to him, if that makes sense. You know, imagine if this is a Benavidez fight. I mean, these Mexicans are slightly different. Or someone who's given it to him, it would all be a bit more tetchy and tense, but it seems very ceremonial at the moment. Canelo's big homecoming. There was a thing where he get, I didn't know what was going on because it was all in Spanish, but he got all his brothers, his five brothers, who all look exactly like him, just a slightly different version of him. And they gave him some plaque with something. I don't know what it was. I should probably ask someone. And then there was a, be- a belt. <laughs> the, uh, S- Suleiman, the WBC have done a special belt so it was all that going on it's all like a big ceremony and I'm just there thinking this can only be good news I feel like this is good news for Ryder because it all again just shifts the emphasis it's just like this is a party this is Canelo's big moment and Ryder just slowly stealthily him and the boys that team what a tight team they've got are just like we're going to do a job. We're here to do a job and we've got nothing to lose. They've got everything to lose. Look at, well, look at what they built up here at the hotel, the, that fight hotel where the press conference was, pictures of John Ryder on the lift. All those years plugging away that he told us about. Working on a door, like he got a doorman's license when, when he wasn't earning enough on the, from his fights. And he was working on the door every weekend while he was still a professional boxer. And now look at him. Seven-figure payday, you can only assume. Biggest night of his life. Biggest icon in the sport. This big ceremony. And he's just, he's just here on merit. It, I mean, it's just, I find it so inspirational. And, that pre- and I feel like the press was good for him because he just saw all of that. And he's just like, yeah, he just got a second just to breathe it all in. And because he couldn't really understand what he was saying, it's just like, like, he could be saying anything here. It doesn't really matter. If I'd known it was all in Spanish, I would have sent him a Rubik's Cube. Keep <laughs> yeah, that's what presser. <laughs> Jesus. Obviously, you're, in, you're clearly in awe of um, the occasion. You're immersed in the Ryder sort of setup. And you, you, we're, we're, you know, he's an elite club member with Team Ryder. But can you divulge how have the journalists been treated on this Canelo sort of thing? Is it up there with the Mandalay Bay buffet? Or is it the MGM buffet that you were experienced before? Unlimited hot dogs? What can you divulge? Well, first things first, that, those those um, Mayweather days, or to be fair, the MGM days, they were insane for press hospitality. Like you mentioned, the buffet there. The buffet, the night you boxed Jack, Badu Jack was insane. And the day, you used to get <laughs> fed every day. They just p- ply you with food. I guess it's like, keep the journalists fed and then they m- might not write anything bad. Like it, it's kind of simple maths. Not quite as good here. Good setup at the presser. They had like a big thing of hot sauce. It was like, so they're sponsored by a hot sauce called Yaya. So I've just been walking around with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool. Just thinking about Yaya and Colo Torre. There's not many of us here. There's only two. 
there's only two uh, or three other two other written journalists Declan Warrington so there's two of us here who are called Declan which is great and then Big Jeff Powell from the Mail obviously load of YouTube boys Boxing News ID IFL Boxing Social you know all that lot same little crew but it's quite a small press pack from Britain I guess it's an expensive trip I suppose um, Mexican media is like vast the caravan is massive on one point on the on the uh, hospitality I walked out the presser yesterday so been up against it working or whatever walked out the presser they got these kind of white I don't know what you call them like containers with drinks in cans of drinks with Canelo on the side and I'm fridges? Like, are they fridges? fridges but on wheels but you got these people with the t-shirt on walking around with these cans and I'm like oh it looks like energy drink or fucking whatever canned water crack one open like in the middle of my work in the middle of the working day it's a fucking tequila drink it's nice. a tequila based drink I just handed them out of the presser I was like yes this is Mexico um, I think Canelo uh, endorses it um, so yeah that's the sort of that's what we're dealing with it was like plates of tortilla chips and tequila drinks on the way out like it couldn't be more Mexican paint us a picture for elite club member Dan Lawrence at this stage have you seen him whizzing round is he trying to snatch tequila drinks out of the team's hand they might make a mistake yeah well I chatted to Dan he you know what he's like his focus is insane He's great, and he's got Connor here Connor's like training like Connor was sparring this week in, in Guadalajara sparring on Wednesday night because he's in camp you know he'll be back next month probably so they're all business very very focused but very relaxed Dan if you're following on Instagram he's training every day obviously didn't see him on the tequila to be honest he's loving life it's the same for him and it? it's a big moment for him it's a big moment for their whole team and uh, but I think he's steering clear of the tequila I would hope so anyway so who have you seen who have you spoken to can we hear some of the clips let's get into it. I think we're going to start with Eddie Hearn obviously Eddie our, our latest club member this is the quickest return to a podcast in history I think his episode came out on Wednesday Wednesday. Two days later, he's back on. It's a journey for him, for Eddie as well with John. And it's interesting that he, Canelo's his man. Canelo is the jewel in the crown for, for Matchroom at the moment, particularly in America and Mexico. But John Ryder is his boy for the last 10 years. So it's an interesting moment for him. Just as a little disclaimer, bit of background noise on these clips, of course, because we're in the middle of this mad press conference. So I'm trying my best to like hoy come out to a quiet side room, but there ain't many. It's full of packed people. So if you're a little bit of background noise, but Eddie's, Eddie's always allowed in the room anyway so should we hear what he got to say let's go for him John Ryder your longest serving fighter we, about, kind, of, we yeah. kind of spoke about it a little bit, bit yeah. yeah I mean look when I first signed Darren Barker John was in the gym and he was working with Colin Lake and you know Tony didn't work with him a lot and it was like could we get John on a few shows he sold tickets he was quite exciting never moved off an opponent's chest with Colin Lake just literally stood there and fought on the inside and then over a period Tony started working with him he, he developed them loads of ups and downs like it's quite amazing that he's here today but this is actually like seeing him this week I like what I see you know listen he's got a mountain to climb on Saturday but he's not overall and I think he's got the kind of style that could be effective against uh, like you have to box Sal in a certain way to beat him and I don't see how you can stand off him and try and box him and you've got to be on his chest and that's dangerous because he can you know lift your hands up and whack you to the body you can, he, you've got to get him range but I just think that's John's best chance in his fight. And that's what he does best. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, close. Yeah, and I think he has to make it that kind of fight. But what an occasion. We've done our job. You know, and Tony's done his job. We've given him this opportunity. You know, I mean, he's, he's earned it. But all of a sudden, secures his future, buys a lovely house. And could we 
And if he doesn't win, he puts up a great fight, he's going to get another massive fight anyway. So I'm chuffed for him. How big is this one, being in Guadalajara, Cinco de Mayo, mm. the return of Canelo with one of your guys? Feels like a kind of special one. Yeah, because I'm so pleased John's getting the opportunity. In Guadalajara, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely mental. I think it'll be a great fight. But it's for us, it's a never, you know, I do a lot of shows in Mexico now, but nothing like this. So when it's all said and done, and you look back and you, you know, like when we were on the couch the other day and we're telling stories and you go, do you remember when we've done Guadalajara? And Tom Ryder won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, but that's really, when it's all said and done, it's all, it's all you've got, isn't it? Mm. Like, you know, you can bank your money and have all this kind of stuff, but it's only the memories. And that's why I think so fondly of those memories with like George and Carl, because that was when it was all so raw, like to a point where I didn't have, we had three, four staff. Like now we've got like 60. Big day or big moment for Tony Sims and his family because yeah. Charlie's the manager. You know what? Funny things happen in life to a point where Tony's had a disaster on the Conor Ben stuff. Like it's really affected him personally. And I see it, you, you, people you know, you know, you see it debilitate them a little bit, you know, like whether that's physically or whether that's emotionally. And it's really had its toll on, on, his, on him. And then you go and you fly to Guadalajara for John Ryder against, against Canelo and you go, nah. What do you think? Maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe that tide's about to turn, and all that pain you've been through, you're about to flip the flip the coin, and that's what happens in life. If John Ryder does pull it off, where do you rank it all-time Great British wins? Talking about John Ryder beating the pound for pound. I mean, you know, whether he's won three or five, whatever it is, and the, the star of boxing in Mexico, it would rank as probably the greatest victory from a British fighter of all time. He's doing that thing that promoters do a lot and many people who care about the fire in general do but they're talking about the upside of of a loss as well which if i'm john ryder i don't want to hear any of that right now maybe i'll appreciate it later in the future but he's getting paid well if ryder's only caring about that right now then he's not in the right place if it's just to give a good account of yourself you can come again if he's thinking about that he's not in the right place he should be thinking about beating canelo alvarez you know going to lions then and beat him in his own backyard that's all he can be thinking about you know dan lawrence who's the strength conditioning coach he's not out there on a jolly up hoping he does well so that they can go again like he's there to shock the world tony sims the same connor ben who has massive dreams and ambitions of, of his own he's out there to soak up the occasion not for ryder to give a good account of himself but for ryder to go out there and create history so yep i think great words from eddie hearn and you can't disagree with anything he says but yeah we want we want John Ryder the fighter in that mind frame of and I'm going to shock the world yeah I, I agree I also got hold of fun time Frankie Smith another club member if you haven't listened to his his episode one of the favourites we've ever done um, about money in the sport very busy man but he's over here on business of course let's hear what he's got to say to actually do something like this in a stadium in Mexico, you know, how many people have fought Canelo in Las Vegas? To come to Guadalajara, to come to his home hometown and fight him in front of 50, 60,000 of his home fans, you know, it's, it's going to be an experience you'll never forget. You must be a kid when he first signed. He was still on the tees. Yeah, it must have been like, I must have been 18, 17, yeah. 18. It was. I think I was a lot less stressed then. I didn't really do much. Um, it was great days. Uh, yeah, but to to be to have been on that journey and to have you know seen everything he's been through and the work he's put in because he's also had a real stop start at times career. You know he's waited around for the right opportunities and you have to respect him for that because he's always stayed fit. He's always stayed in the gym. 
um, and where he's been waiting, you know, eight months, whether it was for the Jacobs fight, you know, then going into the Parker fight, which was another eight, nine months for that opportunity. But he's always stayed dedicated and, you know, not enough fighters do that now, but he's shown that you know if you put the work in, you can you can make anything happen. I think we've always wanted to deliver him the big fight, and you know you always talk about we'll, we'll get you this, we'll get you that, but to actually come through with it and make it happen, you know, it's special, and uh, you know it's, uh, it's it's been great, and it's been a lot of hard, but like he's put all the work in. You know, he could have given up on me- at many points in this, um, but to see a good person get that opportunity is great to see because there's a lot of people who get opportunities in life maybe don't deserve it or haven't put the work in but John Ryder's one of those people that truly deserves to be in so on the night then obviously you promote both guys Eddie's going to be with Canelo I guess and you'll be in John's corner is that how it's going to work? it's a bit like when we were talking about when uh, Canelo Bivol happened you know I've always been close with Bivol but we're quite we're so used to our fighters fighting each other that and I'm not one of those jumpy up and down people during a fight even if it's our guy I'm quite chilled so I think uh, you just ultimately to deliver the best opportunities is what our job is beyond that we can't really do much when they get in the ring so you want to sit there and see a great fight and I think that's what we're going to see on Saturday night I think we're going to you know John Ryder this is his opportunity you know win lose or draw he has to go in there and perform because there's massive fights that can be made regardless of whatever the result is come Saturday night um, but you know he's worked his whole career to get to this point and I think you're going to see a great John Ryder performance we all know what Canelo brings you know pound for pound top whether he's number one or in the top two three you know he's, he's a fantastic fighter and I think we're in for a great fight great atmosphere as well being back in Guadalajara and I can't wait for it it's nice here's the right thing to be saying a nostalgic look back for John Ryder who's been part of that Sims gym Ryder's worked with Tony's son Charlie, who's taken care of some of his commercial activity. And I know Charlie and, and Frank Smith are good friends as well. So, you know, they, they probably feel like they've been on a long old journey together and they've they've come a long way. You got Tony Sims as well, Deck? Got Tony. Now, this was a short one. We sat down to have a chat for the pod. Now, first of all, we want to get Tony desperately as a main pod anyway. But I managed to grab him, thought, sweet, got him here, nice and quiet. And then as we're a couple of minutes in, we get beckoned. So we're doing it on the move. So he's literally, as we're walking towards the presser, but here's what Tony Sims had to say. So Tony Sims, now we want to get you in the pod, official official club member in the studio, proper episode, but we're here in Guadalajara. Your guy, John Ryder, going for maybe the biggest upset in British boxing history. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. And uh, like, if we're, if we're looking back to upsets, he's probably going to, going to be up there with the biggest upsets of all like we're talking about John Stracy, Jose Napoles and um, Lloyd Hannigan and Donald Curry that's what sort of upsets it's going to be John's in great condition he's trained diligently for this fight he's probably at the pinnacle of his career at the moment and um, he had a great year last year 2022 and as we know Canelo probably had his worst year 2022 so it's probably the best time for this fight to take place and uh, we're looking forward to it. We're on the movie, being beckoned for the main main event press conference. Did you ever think, John Ryder's been with you for a while now, do you ever think you'd get to this moment, this point, biggest fight of his life, all the belts on the line against the biggest name in the division, do you, think you'd ever, do you ever think you'd get it? That's what boxing is, you know, that's, that's what boxing is. You never know what's around the corner, who you're going to be fighting, what one punch can end a fight. So all I can say is John John has worked extremely hard 
to get into the position that he's got into, which is man the three, WBO interim world champion. He's worked extremely hard to get here. And I believe this fight is going to be a great fight on Saturday night because John Ryder style of fighting mixed with Canelo, they're going to just hit head on. Tony's up for it. Tony's ready. How did you make a Tony right there and then? I know obviously he had to breeze off for the presser. Did you, what was his face like? Paint us a picture. Mate, I'm telling you, he is one of the most frightening men. He is fucking emotionless. Like, and that's a, such a good thing to be as a boxing coach. Not a, not an iota of emotion. Even up on that presser, he doesn't do many pressers, doesn't do many interviews, Tony. But he was up at that presser. It was like he was fucking born to be up there. It was amazing. Big journey for that stable and for Tony. He's not about to let this occasion get the better of his fighter in John Ryder. And he's been there and done it with big fighters before this would be the biggest moment for him as well and for the whole camp in terms of a result here it's just another day at the office just just business and speaking of business and another day at the office you know who else i got in the club kinder is saul canelo alvarez this is not sitting down in our studio and getting to the nuts and bolts of something because we didn't want to do that because we all know that if you come on the pod, you don't lose your next fight. So we couldn't possibly get a real episode out of him this week because that means he's going to win. So his English, as you can see, he hadn't spoke, he didn't really speak English for the most the most of his career, but he's speaking English these days very well. Let's hear what he had to say about, about this fight. Uh, I think it's the correct time to, to come uh, to Mexico and bring this fight to my people who support me from the beginning. And, and, and I just... I have the experience, a lot, a lot of good experience in other places. So now bringing this fight to my people is, is just an, an amazing thing. Since 2012, 11, I, I, want, I wanted to come back to fight in Mexico, but uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to make a fight here in Mexico, but uh, I think it's a correct moment to, to, to bring this fight. I think it's a correct moment. It's, it's, it's difficult to make a fight here in, in Mexico, these kind of fights, you know. I asking the same question you asking me, right? why? And now I, I know why. It's very difficult. It's complicated. Could I just ask on your English? Very good now. Ah, what, so, so, what have you been doing? Nothing, just speak with my friends and that's it. No, no lessons or anything? No. Amazing. You're settled now with five knockouts against Englishmen. And um, eight and all, very soon. Right, first and foremost, Deck, congratulations. Brilliant. This is elite club work. Two things that strike to me, and you're going to have to answer almost on Canelo's behalf, is he says it's been so hard to make this fight in Guadalajara. What exactly do you think he's talking about? It's a very interesting question. And I think it's a social, kind of social question. And like when he boxed back, so the first, last time he boxed, it was 2011 against Ryan Rhodes, another Brit, um, who he stopped in the last round. And then he was with Golden Boy. And I remember, re, like, I remember at the time then going, yeah, we're going to build him here. He's like the Beatles. Let's bring him back here. And they never came back until now. I don't know exactly what it is. I know the government are involved in this. They had to kind of 
subsidize this fight and stuff like that. So it's not easy to do that. I also spoke to another, a Mexican journalist and he was saying that it's not straightforward here. Like it's not like everyone adores him. There's some people who really love him, but there's also another like sort of section of people who don't love him as much, as far as I could tell. All I know is that it sounds like a fucking headache, but it was a bit strange to hear him talking about how just how difficult it is and has been. And you do wonder why he's never come back after all this time. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe, you know, you just know you're going to get paid a shitload in Vegas site fees and gate money and whatnot. And it's just not the same here. So then that makes a lot of sense. But it has been a long, long time. And as you can tell from what he's saying there, sounds like it hasn't been easy. Whereas this has been, apart from obviously the torturous training camp, John Ryder's just had to turn up. He's just got to turn up and do the business. So he's had none of that headache. It's sold out. All the promoters will say that. But does it feel sold out? There's not like tickets knocking about there, fight week. I think it'll pretty much sell out. You know, I think if you went on StubHub or something now, you could get a ticket. You'll definitely be able to get them off touts. But one guy told me, I was chatting to some one of the locals and he said that, I think he said 15,000 or a big portion of the tickets, the government essentially bought them or whoever is behind the fight or is kind of subsidizing it, bought this big amount of tickets to sell much cheaper to get like locals in people who maybe can't afford the high end prices which hats off you got to applaud that is big return to, to Guadalajara and he's you know pe it's not just well if you can't afford an expensive ticket piss off like there's going to be people you know his people that where he came from and the beginnings he came from are going to be able to attend which is great I mean you never know around the place like the MGM would always say it was sold out but you you know you could probably get a ticket on the night but I think it's going to be packed 50,000 unbelievable atmosphere for Canelo, which it's going to be tough for Ryder. Like, or is it? You know, how is Ryder going to respond to that? Also, it's taking place at night, but it's like mid-30s here every day. So it's, it's going to be warm as well in the night. Anything that wasn't elaborated on when I'm talking about it being a problem to get the fight here, or you just would you be letting your imagination run away with you? I don't know. I just think there's so many moving parts because as you know, in boxing, you've got to, you've got to deal with your promotion anyway. You've got to deal with the sanctioning bodies, your opponent, venue. And then on top of that, if you come back here, you have all the other political stuff. Like this is a big moment for Mexico and for this city and for this region. So it's not just like, oh, we just do a fight there. And Eddie said, that's why, and he actually said this while he was sat next to John Ryder, that's why Canelo has sort of selected a lower level opponent for this fight because there's so much in the background. You don't want to have a Benavidez now because there's all, he's already thinking about too much. So it's better if he just takes his mandatory, has the big homecoming against someone like John Ryder, which again, sounds like good good news for John Ryder to me if he's already thinking, ah, it's just a B-level bloke. We'll get, him, we'll get him in for the Guadalajara fight. He's a bit of a Brit basher, isn't he? Like, oh, he's seven, seven and over five knockouts and he's said soon to become eight and oh. How do you rank Ryder's chances in comparison to some of the other Brits who have faced Canelo of late? It started well way back in, the, like Ryan Rhodes was the second Brit he boxed because before that he boxed Matthew Hatton. So that's how long ago, that, that's how long he's been going. So that was 11, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, he's been beating up Brits. Beat Matthew Hatton on points, stopped Rhodes and obviously since then he's beaten... Billy Joe Saunders stopped him. Liam Smith before that, he stopped him. Callum Smith, he beat on points. Rocky Fielding, he stopped him in, in New York. Oh, Amir Khan. And Amir Khan, fuck. I knew I'd kick myself. Amir Khan, fuck, the one everyone forgets. The most brutal knockout of all the Brits, which to be fair, should, should have done because Khan's a welterweight. Anyway, you know, he's been through them all. Different levels, like Callum Smith, undefeated champion at that point. Rocky Fielding, not that. Ryan Rhodes, 
latter stages of his career. You know, he's boxed different Brits at different stages and done the business against all of them. Billy Joe Saunders, you would say, at the time, had the best chance of winning as an undefeated fellow champion in a unification. Well, I thought, I thought maybe even Callum Smith might have been the on paper yeah, the best, that's a shout. best chance because he's, he's big. so big. He absolutely did a number on him. So Saunders, he, he took him out in the eighth round. Saunders had some early success but then knocked him out, fractured his eye socket. Callum Smith, he just like did the business on points over 12 rounds. So in the build-up to a fight, I feel like Ryder is not, you know, I feel like he's in a more difficult position than say Callum Smith, who was 27 and 0, knocking people out, big, like had some attributes on his side. Ryder isn't that. And he's lost to Callum Smith on paper, although many people thought he'd won. He's lost to Rocky Fielding on paper. Again, another narrow decision loss. But that's someone who Canelo really beat up in three rounds or whatever it was. Canelo is the biggest favourite he's been against any of the other Brits, if that makes sense. The price he's at right now, he's never been a bigger favourite in any of the other seven fights against Brits. Really? Which shows you everything. Wider than Khan, yeah. yeah? Wider than Khan. Because at Khan, at that point, obviously he's a bigger name. Yeah, former he's world champion. He's a welterweight, but former world champion in Vegas. Maybe Canelo, not the, I mean, he was the force, but he, he hadn't gone through the super middleweight division at that point. Still the man, but look, make no mistake, people ain't giving him a chance here. And Canelo loves a Brit. And he's very respectful about that though, by the way. He says that, the reason he's always beating up Brits is because they're always at the top end of the sport in his weight class and that's who he has to fight he has to fight the best guys and that's why he's looking for 8-0 and o, but you never know it could be 7-1 and one. and if there's the man he's going to make it 7-1 and one. Super Johnny Ryder I was going to ask have you managed to catch up with uh, Knight Rider and get Knight him, R- have you got a little <laughs> clip for us uh, to listen to from Knight Rider on fight week of the biggest fight of his life yeah but before the presser I sat him down and went listen mate I know you've got a big presser coming up but I've got this quiz right what we're going to do I'm going to ask you some questions about cars and you're going to come up with no I didn't really <laughs> I just said can I have a couple of minutes Johnny got a bit and he's fuck, you know nicest guy in the world very accommodating and here's what he got to say his second appearance in the GGBC so you're in Guadalajara, John. In Guadalajara. Club member. You know, nobody's lost. Nobody's come on the show and lost their next fight. Oh, really? So, the, I mean, the omens are good. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no, mate, it's, um, I was in LA last week and it wasn't as nice. It was a bit cold. The air wasn't as good. Um, but, but I arrived to Guadalajara on, on Sunday night and um, hit the ground running. We was out running Monday morning. And felt like I feel more at home. The air feels better. The temperature's a lot nicer. And... Um, yeah, I feel good, familiar surroundings. I've been to that particular hotel before. I know what's oh, around yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously for the press conference. Oh, not, so it's the same spot. Yeah, same oh, spot, same cool. same sort of hotel. So I've got that bit of comfort. So it's nice. Obviously, I've got Connor with me, Dan, Charlie, Greg, and, and Tony as a team. Uh, I think Kevin Mitchell and Mark Seltzer get out Thursday night, and uh, my, my family are down the road in Cancun on holiday. So uh, <laughs> not all bad, is it? Yeah. They are the driving force behind it as well. Like everything I do is, is for them. I can't make out that I'm that selfless because I wouldn't do it. I, I'm selfish to the extent that I, I do this. I, I take myself away for, for weeks at a time to, to train and prepare. I'd been away with Joe Caldino in the flat in Brentwood for three weeks in preparation. So uh, I'm very selfish in certain ways, but for them, I feel I want to be selfless to, to provide for them. So since you touched down as well, Eddie said that you've been, you've been mobbed. How, how's the reaction been from the Mexican people? Very nice, really. Um, quite was a heartwarming but it's been it's been nice it's been welcoming um, I've not had no shit from no one um, not yet you get that back home on Twitter can't you so who needs it from the Mexicans <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean I thought it'd be a lot more hostile I'm sure the the, the arena the stadium come fighting out will be hostile and full of hostilities but it's been nice so far and I think the Mexican fans are 
probably like us Brits to an extent that they, they just they're, they're fight fans they want to see a good fight and as long as you're giving them what they want to see then they'll be happy I just got a lift in this hotel with a picture of you on it ever had a lift with, a, with your face on it before? I don't think I have, no. Um, I've seen it, it was uh, pretty impressive. I'd have to get a picture of it. Um, look, Mum, I've made it to a lift. <laughs> when we spoke on the pod last time, it was sort of it was all a bit abstract at that point. Nothing was signed and sealed. Certainly didn't know the context of it, but let's just look at that for a sec. Canelo, not a great year last year. Bivol loss, not great against Golovkin. And he's had this surgery on his wrist. Do you feel like if there is a time to go and pull off that upset, it's now? Yeah, for sure. And I think, although I want Canelo at his best, uh, I know that we're, we're both aging fighters. Uh, I'm 34 now myself, so no spring chicken, but not the miles on the clock of Canelo. So, uh, not that it means he's better suited. He's an exceptional talent. He's, he's barely put a foot wrong in his career. I mean, we're saying it was a, a nightmare year for him last year with a loss to Bivol, but he's, he's stepped up to dare to be great. And then he's come back down and he's he's put the, the final nail in the coffin in the in the trilogy with with Golovkin. Um, I think we was all expecting to get Golovkin out there, and, and, he, and he didn't. But he won the fight pretty convincingly. So I think we're all we're, we're reading into that performance a bit too much. And then he's gone on and had the surgery. So we don't know what he was going into that fight with um, injury-wise. So we just have to give him the benefit of that and just and just believe that he's going to be at his best last question probably most important one when you win all those belts can you bring them in the studio you have to get a bigger studio paint us a picture for the listeners he's standing there in front of you what does he look like does he look calm and composed does he look talkative even very calm and composed very chilled he always is to be fair but you know what he's like dimension wise he's the taller man in this fight which is always surprising because I, I always imagine him to be up against taller guys and he gets inside and whatnot you know he's got his big neck big strong he's the gorilla he's the baby gorilla as we as we found out and a couple of things stood out for me there in terms of you know when you're looking and hoping to hear that someone's in the right frame of mind when I suggested that Canelo might be past it he was not having that he was like I want to be fighting the best version of Canelo like don't talk to me about his, his his surgery don't talk to me about a bad year last year he beat Golovkin and they do say that you know he had a massive wobble last year it was a tough year for him it just shows you the standard that Canelo's been operating at that yeah he gets beat by Bivol but Bivol a light heavyweight unbeaten couldn't stop him didn't put a dent in Alvarez it was just that Alvarez couldn't beat him and then yeah he beats Golovkin in the trilogy and possibly with a serious wrist injury in that fight he's had a full camp Canelo he hasn't rushed back into action John took the right frame of mind by the sounds of it that he's expecting the very best there might be something there that makes it a bit easier for, for Ryder on the night whether it be pressure of fighting at home whether it be a bit of politics that's gone on before whether it be him taking his eye off the ball because ceremonial plaques and belts from the WBC and his brothers and and I'm sure in some way his career is winding up you know doesn't necessarily need to be but he turned pro at a ridiculously young age you know he's a teenager and I think he's 15 he's 20 and oh <laughs> he's had he's had a lot of fights a lot of big fights a lot of camps a lot of world title fights and defenses he might not want to go on till he's in his 40s like a Golovkin he certainly wouldn't need to so he might be on the wind we've got to trust your your judgment here deck that you say he's it Ryder looks the part really he looks the part he's saying the right things but there's conviction in his face and his posture and the way he carries himself right now that he believes this is the case any talk of 
the final bit of prep, which is essentially making of the weight. No, no, he said he said it all is fine. He said they had a little sharpening session on Wednesday, little shakeout Wednesday evening after the presser, and then job done. He said, you know, the hard work's done. This is where you enjoy it, and I'm sure you that resonates with you. Where you know if your weight's good and you know that the preparation's been good and you've had a good camp. Thing is, he ain't gonna go. He ain't gonna tell us if it was shit. He ain't gonna tell him if he's done his elbow or whatever. You never know anyway. But he's saying all the right things. He's saying his weight's fine and he's done the hard bit. And now he's just going to the moment that he his whole life has been building towards. This is not the the moment that. Canelo's whole life has been building towards by the way this is just another one of his many good like great moments for Canelo this is John Ryder's one and only one who knows what happens on Saturday night stranger things have happened I would advise though as you say with fight night fast approaching there's one thing you need to do if you haven't done it already before fight night you need to become an elite club member oh fuck of course yeah shit I forgot about that how do I do that well you need to hit the follow button in your podcast app in Spanish follow is seguir so for all the Spanish people listeners yeah make sure you seguir us on the app well this is essentially why we sent you to Mexico is to get everyone to follow us on the podcast app you know you're making a jolly of it drinking tequila and tacos and talking to all these celebrities in the boxing world but you should have a t-shirt on that says follow us segue us in the the podcast app that'd be amazing I'm also just handing out flyers with our social link which is GG Boxing Club Instagram Twitter and TikTok hammering them out to everyone luckily that translates directly to GG Boxing Club even in Spanish yeah. so no problem there <laughs> yeah I think the so- yeah hopefully socials are big there might be loads of billboards and posters up Joe uh, Canelo V Rider with a little hashtag what uh, well, they got a fight name for this one hashtag underneath is it like yeah it's called like the king is coming home or something king like. is coming home and then underneath oh, I thought you John Ryder to- lived in Islington yeah <laughs> do you know what I think we should get into existence now one day I want a GGBC lift I want a lift with our branding on it yes the playlist is the ring walk on Spotify including Johnny Ryder's edition which was Circo Loco by Drake and 21 Savage so give that a little listen listen to the John Ryder pod go listen to that listen to that tune um, but that is the, the ring walk playlist on Spotify uh, and if you're listening on Amazon Music you can get this bad boy ad free we're back on Monday we are going to be reviewing the fight of the weekend so uh, don't miss that set, set your notifications on do not miss our interpretation of John Ryder do the R's for us deck John Ryder versus Sol Canelo do the Alvarez Alvarez yeah yeah and to be honest if you've if you've hit Seguir on your podcast app you ain't gonna miss that anyway yeah but we're back on Monday we'll look over all the thrills and spills who knows what happens at the uh, at the Akron Stadium in front of 50,000 people who knows but whatever happens we're gonna be talking about it hopefully I'm still standing by then who knows yeah and then regular programming will be following Wednesday we keep the Hearn train running. It's none other than Barry, the hitman Hearn. It's a belter. It's so big and so much to pack in over an unbelievable life that it's a two-parter, George. I will see you then. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.